0: Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it.
1: You were telling me the other day that after six and a half years of medical transition now, yes, that... You feel like there were a lot of things that didn't happen the way you expected them. And it's good. You're happy to be transitioned and to have the life that you live now. But mm-hmm. this was not the way that you would have expected it when you first started.
0: No, we, we imagine how things will be. And because we're not growing into ourselves from a young, less aware age, we have these ideas about how that's going to look. That's what I think it, it comes from.
1: I think so too. Mm-hmm. Any person... who's growing into themselves, any person who's approaching adolescence has expectations of what their life is going to be like that change over the course of their adolescence. The difference is you had those preconceptions as a fully formed adult. Mm -hmm. And most of us had those preconceptions approaching our first adolescence while our brain was still pruning as we went
0: for example, as an adolescent, I wanted facial hair. Yes. And typically for most adolescents that I would notice around me, their mustache would come in first. Or what
1: Something like yes. a mustache, a shadow of a mustache. But right. you would notice that before you would notice what most trans guys that I've noticed get the hair beneath the jawline first, like the the beard comes in from the bottom up instead of the top down.
0: Right. Takes a while then for the beard to connect to where the sideburns are and so forth.
1: Yes, although you did get sideburns almost right away.
0: I did. I was very happy with my sideburns.
1: Yes. Yes. Those were good. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not sideburns. They're just part of your beard. Yes, they are. And your funny little mustache is a mustache now.
0: <laughs> it is. It took a long time. It did. Yeah. And even so, it's not nearly as thick as my beard, but... Because it's quite so curly and I use wax on it, it's not as noticeable that it's got its sparse parts.
1: Yeah, you have the mustache comb over. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of great.
0: Yeah. So.
1: But not just your mustache is curly, like your hair got more curly too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forget that. I mean, I I know it, but I don't consciously think of it very often. But I, I recall my father saying when he was about 13, his hair became very curly. And my hair got very curly, like his.
1: As soon as you hit adolescence. Yeah. It's not exactly
0: curly. It's... It's
1: very tightly coiled.
0: Yes. It's not like big curls.
1: No. No, that's what you had before was loose curls. Now you have tight coils.
0: Yes. It's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> Because I don't have as much hair as I had. You have wool. I have wool, wool on my head. And it's not very warm. It is not. I have to but wear a hat. I think that's
1: due to the fact that you only have about half as many producing follicles as you used to.
0: Yes. And I don't know if that's something that, you know, some people say don't use the andractum because it can do that. I don't know if it would have happened from that or happened anyway. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to say.
1: It is hard to say.
0: I never noticed how much hair I had before until I didn't have it.
1: And you don't really have very good relatives to, to look at. All of your uncles, they usually say, look at your mother's brother. You my, do you have a mother's my,
0: brother? I do. I My mother has two brothers. Do, Three. do they There's have hair? There's two still alive. Yes. They're blonde. They were all blonde.
1: And your father didn't live long enough to go properly
0: bald. He did not. His father did, and he went partially bald, mostly on top. And my dad's brother appears to have his hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could show you pictures. There.
1: That's okay. You yeah. don't have to.
0: Yeah. He seems to have his hair still. Huh. And he's in his 70s, I'm sure. Yeah. So... Yep. My grandmother, my mom's mother, went bald. She had wigs.
1: My grandmother went bald and had wigs also.
0: I wonder what was up with that. I don't know. I would assume genetics, but you can't completely assume genetics because...
1: Right. And goodness knows, you know, how they were treating whatever old age-related conditions that they had that might have also prompted
0: hair loss. My grandmother had a wig when I was a kid, and she wasn't very old then.
1: Hmm. Okay. So. Because my grandma, by the time she was bald, she was going through a lot of healthcare treatments.
0: Oh, no. My grandmother, she was bald when she married her second husband. She was wearing wigs already. Right. And she was probably, let's see, 50? Huh. Yeah, early 50s. That
1: sounds about right. Hmm. Well, speaking of adolescence and hair... Which we've long since gone off the track of, but let's get back to.
0: (laughs) If you say we're speaking of it, I'll believe you. We were, probably about five minutes ago. Right.
1: Adolescence also causes voice changes.
0: And probably like most trans guys, there are some trans guys who have deeper voices, but probably like most of them, I'd like my voice to be deeper. But most of all, I would like it to be more even. And sometimes I start talking and that's not like my voice just goes all over the place. And it's surprising and annoying. Huh? I I don't like it. I probably could get it under control better if I had some time and energy to practice.
1: yeah. I mean, I've I've done lessons for people of various genders, teaching them to gender their voice to pass or gender their voice to be read correctly. But yeah. so, I mean, there are skills that you can learn, but those take time and energy and effort.
0: And we're those- lucky if we get to talk to each other, let alone have you tell me how to fix my voice. My God,
1: I would be the <laughs> wrong person to teach you anyway. I would I would farm you out to somebody else. <laughs> I have a feeling that, that I would not be a good teacher for you.
0: Well, there's no time anyway. Or maybe you wouldn't be a good student for me. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> That's what you're really trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be polite. And your body changed too. Like you had your fat redistribute mm-hmm. in more appropriately gendered ways. You have a little pot belly now and it's kind of cute.
0: It's funny to me. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. It's better than hips. It is. Although I can still see the hips. You can. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't. And I don't know how much of that is because you used to have way, way more than what you do now. Mm -hmm. You were very, very pear-shaped and now you're just kind of rectangular. Mm -hmm. But I think you were hoping to be more inverted triangular.
0: No, I, I didn't think that would happen. Okay. I just, I see them. You do
1: see them. And I see a nice round ass. Okay. And I don't see hips. But I can understand how a round ass on flared hip bones would look like having more hips than, especially if that's something you're already sensitive to.
0: Right. That's probably it.
1: Probably is. But then when you gained and lost and started gaining again now the the weight with surgery and and such, you were also surprised at like how it moved and where it went to.
0: I lost quite so much weight that there was it, the whole thing was a surprise. Of yeah. How much of everything could be gone. You were skeletal for a while. I was, I was uh missing all the extra flesh from everywhere. So was yes. it wasn't redistributed, it was just gone. It was, um, but then it came back. It came back and it took a long time. It did. Like I was down four Four sizes of pants, maybe five. And just this past year, during this past year, from maybe a third of the way through on, I started gaining weight back. Yes. Um I'm still not big enough to give a double bud donation. No. A platelet donation. But they've changed that a little, so you have to be you have to weigh more than you used to at my height, that's not gonna happen. I, I could eat a lot of pie and it still wouldn't happen. No. It's just <laughs> And I and I and they weighed me with my shoes on and two phones in my pocket. I, I, I think still couldn't.
1: if you built up some muscle, you might be able to get there.
0: With some muscle, I might be able to.
1: But that would also take time and energy that just doesn't well, exist. The,
0: the other thing is, I mean, I had some ideas that I'd be able to work on that more, just like my voice. I didn't know some of it would come very easily. Mm-hmm. Like some of the muscle I have.
1: You don't it, have to work for it at all. It's, it's just there. It's
0: just there. And it wasn't before. Right. And I would like more of it. Uh Uh-huh. But I had this whole sick for a long time thing and lost muscle with that. And then um, I'm old compared to many other people. Yes. So building muscle at my age, I mean, it's a good idea to keep your muscle. It is. But it's not typically something you do. You do at this stage of your adolescence.
1: You do. I I think you could rebuild it if you put time and energy and effort into it. But I think that is the biggest problem is that time, energy and effort are all being completely drained by our other life circumstances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I probably could get the boy to work out with me a little bit, but there's so much redirecting with him. If only I could gain muscle from how much I redirect him.
1: Oh, my gosh. I would gosh. be
0: like, you know, an Olympic bodybuilder by now.
1: At this point, I think you're an Olympic patient redirector. Yes. <laughs> Your patience has not grown so much in the decade that I've known you.
0: Not quite as satisfactory.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But necessary true. yeah.
1: I, I can see how that's that's frustrating though like it's kind of the way that a lot of these things go though that you you have an idea based on your observations of other people of how things are going to be and then, life just does what it's going to do. And the universe gives you what it's going to give you and takes away what it's going to take. And I, I think of like our teacher friend who just had a baby and clearly had other expectations of how this was going to work.
0: Yeah. Her health is not as good as she thought it would be. And, and um, parenting is really taxing. It is. And one's first child can be particularly so because you have more worries and you spring up with worries you didn't realize you had, and mm-hmm. so forth. So
1: I think any big life situation is going to be like that. Like you can plan as much as you can plan, and you plan for the worst and hope for the best. And if you get the worst, then hopefully at least you were planned for it. And we've had a lot of worst, but we've survived because
0: my my friend from Chicago, the one that you met when we were there, uh, I was talking to her earlier today. Uh huh. She says, um, "How's it going, George?" And I said, not bad, not bad. And she said, that's that's how we do it, isn't it? She said, it's not really good, but it's not bad. And that, <laughs> that means it's good for us. Right? Oh my gosh, that's so true. It, it totally is. Yeah. But,
1: you know, resiliency.
0: Yeah. There have been some recent times when neither one of us felt oh. very resilient. And it's not that this has been the worst time. I feel like we went through worse things already we're in recovery from the worst time and it's more recognizable that you are depleted
1: Uh uh-huh worn out yes
0: need a new set of tires and a tune-up
1: that's not gonna happen
0: no it's not
1: (laughs) believe me if if there was a way for us to work that out i would have figured it out by now true but we are not going to get a break the closest thing we get is going to conventions
0: yes True. So,
1: do we have February figured out yet?
0: Oh, we always have February figured out. As soon as we come back from February, I book February again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yes, every time. Okay. Otherwise, the schedule gets too full on the mm-hmm. caretaker's end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, things aren't always the way we planned.
0: You you know, another thing that's weird, and I've heard other guys talk about this, and I haven't watched any YouTube recently, but um, I did watch plenty of it six years ago. Yes. And people say their feet got bigger, and I think they just got like more muscle just like the rest of their body. Uh Uh-huh. But my feet did get bigger. And then, of course, while I was sick and had no flesh on my body, my shoes were all loose and I had to get smaller ones because...
1: And now you It getting... was
0: like being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> so my your, shoes clou-
1: were your clothes cl- were like hanging off of you for a while. My shoes
0: were flopping around. It was very uncomfortable. I bet. even, And you can't just wear thicker socks.
1: And it's funny because while you were getting skinnier, I was getting fatter because I'm a stress eater. And so between grad school and then taking care of you being sick and then parenting problems. Over the past four years, I gained a significant amount of weight that I'm just starting to lose. And so you were getting smaller and I was getting bigger and now you're getting bigger and I'm getting smaller.
0: Well, Here's another thing about transition for me is that I don't notice any of that. I notice that my clothes are too big because they're uncomfortable. Right. But I don't notice what size you are. And I most of the time have no idea how much I weigh.
1: It's funny to me because the other day I was preparing a handful of clothes for donation. And you were like, oh my gosh, did you ever wear these? And that's kind of a tender point with you because... In a previous life, you were with partners who would buy things and never wear them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had to point out, I I did wear them. I wore them three or four times, but I had just bought them when I started losing weight again. So, I only got to wear them three or four times. So, they do look relatively new. Mm-hmm. And, I say, and when I said I'm losing weight, what did you say?
0: I, I said, I know that you don't take this the wrong way when I say it because... <laughs> If you were a girl, you would. But I said, you are? Because I don't know. No, you don't. I really don't.
1: It's really hilarious to me. And the other thing is now I fit into all of the dressing up for bed clothes that I didn't fit for a while.
0: Oh, yeah. He's smiling about that.
1: <laughs> and I See, was, I
0: wouldn't know what size they were or what, you know what I mean? No, you I wouldn't. I would have
1: no idea. And you did notice before when we were losing weight for the wedding and when I started gaining weight again. That oh, was before my transition. It was before your transition. I gained a little bit of weight back when number one child got arrested and I was dealing with the stress of some of those situations. and Stress of the first teenager.
0: Oh my God, the first teenager. Because and you didn't have the experience of...
1: I did not. Number
0: zero child, teenager.
1: No, and so I was not stressed. Not fun,
0: let me tell you. And I
1: was gaining weight, and you did notice. And you uh, you were encouraging me to go to the gym more. And now you're just like, what? You did You did what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you see me on the scale at least once or twice a week.
0: I do, but... That doesn't mean anything to me.
1: No, it doesn't. And the only reason it means something to me, to be clear, I don't attach any moral weight to the number on the scale. Being bigger or smaller is just a function of how much of me there is to carry around. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not proud to be losing weight now. It's just the way my body is functioning. But you know, I'm I'm on there once or twice a week because it is harder to carry myself around
0: when there is more of me. Right. So. Well, I got on the scale because I needed to know how much I weighed before I went to give butt. And you were just over what you thought you were going to
1: be able to do, but, but then they changed the expectations enough. and now you're just under what you need to do.
0: Yeah. It just, I can't, there's no way it would be like, Five more pounds, I, it wouldn't happen. Did you expect that your blood work and such would
1: change? Speaking of giving blood, you do that because, well, not only because, because you're a good person and you give blood, but also because your hematocrit has been high since you've been on tea.
0: It has, and it goes down when you give blood. It so does. there's a double benefit. There's a benefit on each side. Did
1: you expect things like that, like blood work I, and I liver did. enzymes and things like that? That
0: I did expect, that I was concerned about. Mm-hmm. And I often think, like, for instance, if I could go back in time and tell myself to transition when I was younger, would, would it be okay? Because I didn't have the type of awareness or resources that I have now. You know, would I be like, what's his name, who like had a heart attack? or something, the author.
1: Oh, uh, Matt Cayley?
0: Yes. You know, because you don't know what's happening with your bud. Right. You know, because my dad probably had the type of problems I have, mm-hmm. but he didn't address them. No, he didn't. At all, whatsoever. So he, he addressed he them with Coke. Yes, he was probably <laughs> tired. I understand why he was using <laughs> the Coke. Okay. Uh, However. No addiction shaming here, but. No. No. I totally understand. Because <laughs> I feel tired. <laughs> However, I don't like to feel that kind of jittery No thing. Like no too much caffeine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know. But, exponentially. But he didn't ever go to the doctor. And that's why I always bother you too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: See see how you are? Yeah,
1: yeah. I love you too. <laughs>
0: So I don't know, like, would I have had some major health problem? It's possible. Who knows? It's quite possible, I think. So, you know, I guess I would, if I was going to go back and tell myself to transition, I'd have to tell myself that too. Yeah. You know?
1: Go do it, but get good doctors in the American corporate healthcare system. (laughs) Yes. And our our (laughs) listeners should know I just put double birds in the air. Like, like fuck all that system. Like,
0: that's going to happen.
1: Right. Right yeah so the one thing that you did expect because you had seen it in action, but you didn't expect as much of, was privilege.
0: Oh, yeah. I had no idea how much privilege there was being dished out. You had
1: some, like you knew that it existed?
0: Well, every everyone talks about that. Everyone talks about how much privilege, especially white guys have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How much privilege men have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They make more money, etc. Everybody knows all those things. They don't listen. They still get everything. Yeah, but... Just my experience in life, I could observe those things.
1: But then coming into that living space in our culture,
0: what was different from what you expected with that. It's a universe of difference. Like you have see this is just gonna make you mad. I don't want to deal with that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I promise not to be mad at you later.
0: Okay. You have uh the privilege of an island that you could fit your feet on, and I have the privilege of the whole universe. That's the difference. And what's really crazy is a lot of people who are giving me that automatic privilege are people who think it's unfair and imbalanced, but our culture has them trained to do it.
1: It's subconscious in a lot of ways. Like, I know that I have that little bit of privilege. I can fit my feet on my island Mm -hmm. because I am a white, cis-passing, educated person and those things give me enough room that you know there aren't little piranhas chomping at my toes yes
0: and you don't If have I didn't to wear have those waters. things <laughs>
1: <laughs> then I would have to try and you know achieve my goals with piranhas chomping at my toes or my heels or whatever
0: you'd have to make some stilts yeah. Yeah.
1: So I know I have that little bit of privilege, but it's wild sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's wild. And, and of course, all the guys give the other guys all the everything. Yep. There's some kind of invisible male bonding thing. Yeah. When they're not wanting to fight with each other, but you know. Yeah. There's, it's still there.
1: It is still there. So. And then there's the flip side of that where the marginally privileged minority staff people, educated women, class privileged people of color recognize you as the pinnacle of privilege and they give
0: me shit about it. They do and I I just laugh because I know what the, I know why they're doing that.
1: Yes. You know
0: that happened when I was in the hospital with that one nurse.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's happened with all those women medical providers I had to deal with the mm-hmm. year before I got really sick. I was just kind of sick. Yeah, I I know it's happening. I can't say anything.
1: No, you can't.
0: Because then I'm just proving to them that they're right.
1: (laughs) So I just keep quiet. (laughs) Because you know, you kind of sort of almost deserve it on behalf of your whole demographic.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know why they feel that way. Yes. So I, I just I just take it. Yes. I and do.
1: good good on you for that.
0: I just wait patiently and watch them and yep. you know, wait for them to tell me what it is they want me to do. My
1: jaded coworker experienced that at one point in his educational career for like a matter of months, and it still gnaws at him like he's about as progressive as they come. But maybe he spends too much time in the wrong corners of Reddit. I don't know. He he gets these ideas like, yeah, it's the hardest thing to be is a white male. And and he's taken the piss out of himself a little bit by saying it, but then he'll lean back on this. Yeah, man, like this one time, I, I couldn't get this degree because every Everyone in the program was giving my wife a pass on all these expectations, but they weren't giving me a pass. I had to jump through all the fucking
0: hoops and Welcome to everybody else's. I world.
1: know. And I, I told him that a couple couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, so that happened to you for this one period of months that is a small percentage of your entire life, and it still stings two or three decades later, mm-hmm. can you imagine what it would be to live like that every day all of your life? And he like, yeah, I, oh, no, I get I, I, I no, <laughs> actually. And it like, he he is progressive enough that he was actually listening to, you know, some femme presenting AFAB person. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like, he kind of realized that, oh, Other maybe not live that way. Yes. Dude. Yeah. You had to deal with it for some months. The rest of us have had to deal with it for some millennia.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember the nurse at the care facility that wouldn't talk to me and I'd come home and get you?
1: Yes. So you could talk to her? Yes, because she, I, would, she knew I'd ask I would listen to her. And would question and then
0: she'd answer you?
1: Yes, because she knew I would listen to her. But she knew that the majority of people who looked like you would not.
0: Yeah, and she was so far gone. But, you know, she, she was from Texas, so I can understand why. <laughs> but... That she couldn't see me listening to her. Right. At all.
1: And we've talked last episode about how women get when they realize that you're listening to them and then you have to straddle that balance of paying attention, but not too much. Yeah. But she couldn't see it at all. I remember that.
0: No. But yeah. Yeah, That was really a trip. Did you expect any of that? Did you expect, you know. I did not expect that. I did expect some of the me knowing I'm on the other side and the other people not knowing I had been on their side know what's going on here. Right. I I didn't, I did expect that. I didn't expect like that nurse. Uh Uh-huh. And I didn't expect the amount of dude bro stuff I get. You're you're in the in-club now, man. Time I go out in the world. Yep. I have no clue
1: what on earth you're even talking about. I have heard from numerous trans guys that this is a thing and that it exists. But I've never heard anyone adequately describe what is this dude bro thing.
0: Well, you understand body language, tone of voice, and then actual language. Mm Mm-hmm. So that all changes okay. when someone's interacting with you. Can, have you... And then they say things like, okay, my man. Which
1: is, you've said that part before and
0: that just cracks me up. They say all those things all the time. <laughs> okay, boss. And those are things of... You got it, champ. You know, dude broke camaraderie things. That's you wild. Know, they're, they're, it's that, you know, mm-hmm. it's subconscious for them, but they are making sure you know that you're in the club. hmm. So wild. Yeah. I probably have the most perplexed look on my face, but yeah. You you do. I do. I do <laughs> you uh,
1: do. And I do feel that way. So that's wild. Was there anything else that didn't happen the way you expected or did happen more or less than what you expected or differently? Are there any other expectations?
0: I, I did have an unrealistic expectation that everybody I knew would remember never to she me again at some point. When's the last time you got sheed? Probably last week. By your boss? Yes, to grandma, but still. <laughs> my God. And grandma does it. Sometimes my aunt does it. Um, Six years, six
1: and a half years in, yeah. you with a square, angular frame and a full beard and a funny shaped mustache
0: and a little dad belly
1: and a dad belly and a bald spot and people still she you
0: they're not looking at me when they're doing it
1: when they're looking at you the switch is all the way flipped yes when they're not looking at you it starts to slide
0: yeah i don't know that is a stupid thing
1: (laughs) Yes, what I
0: have to say about that. It very much is. We're just stupid.
1: But you know, this is the same person who honks at us when we're out walking the dog and almost made me fall over. So
0: (laughs) you you were so mad.
1: Did you expect your libido to
0: change like it has? I had heard it would. It's not as intense as it was initially. Mm -hmm. That has happened more since I had been sick.
1: That it started to wane and it's starting to pick up again now. Yeah. Now that you have enough weight on your body to support the hormones getting all the way to where they need to be. I guess so. I don't know.
0: Might be. Uh, Yeah, I I wonder about that all the time. Because other guys, of course, the other guys we've had over haven't been transitioning as long. Uh Uh-huh. So their libidos are definitely crazy, but they haven't been through any major health crisis either. No. So I don't know.
1: And I don't know, like, your libido wasn't super crazy either. Like, it definitely spiked. But maybe I also just have a high libido, so I wouldn't have classified it as crazy. (laughs)
0: Right. I was definitely aware of it every moment. And I don't have that now. I am very aware now of tired.
1: (laughs) Yes. And like I said, I think that is more circumstantial than physiological. Right. Some small bit of it may be aging, but most of it is...
0: Well, and it's hard to say about, I only get my levels checked once a year. Mm -hmm. My doctor is perfectly happy with my health status, even though the blood work he saw wasn't even that recent when I last saw him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just, he doesn't have any concerns. He would like me to get the other colonoscopy. But
1: but that's related to your other health concerns, not to your transition.
0: No. And his focus is not so much on, I don't, because he's he's only known me, like he knows I'm a trans guy, but he sees me and he's only seen me as I look now. Uh And so I don't think it's anywhere in his subconscious to consider me as other than a guy my age who has no other health complaints. So therefore I'm healthy, you know? Yeah. So the endocrinologist is more thorough about that.
1: Yeah. When do you go back to the gynecologist?
0: You know, I don't know that. I I, I would wager that the endo is going to ask me that. And that'll be, I think, next month. Okay. I have to look. There's a lot of things I don't know anymore. Some of that did come with transition—that
1: your brain quit paying attention to those things, like birthdays, yes, and anniversaries, yes, and um, what color I'm, what color your shirts are. You used to have hella fag sense.
0: I have none. You have no ability to dress if it's brown yourself or black anymore. Or what the hell it is? No, you don't. It's weird. It is weird. It is one of those weird things. You know, um, you
1: used to have very good internal design, like interior design sense. And now you're just like, I don't know, we need curtains.
0: I do still have some of that. You do still have some. Like I was particular about the type of curtains I wanted in here. Yeah. In the bedroom. But...
1: And my decorating like a straight guy sensibility still thinks... He wants curtains? Okay. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: We have blinds, it's
0: not You just do what I ask. I do because I "I want the curtains, they should be this kind. You say, How about these? I say good.
1: You're not asking anything that's ridiculous or or overly taxing on my time, energy, resources. So you quit paying attention to some things, but other things we think that the sepsis killed off some brain cells. It
0: did, and I don't care. Because I don't remember what those things were, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, my work wife finds it funny too, but also thinks it's just because I'm a man and I don't care, which is true. I don't have to care. You don't. Somebody else will care, as the doctor said. <laughs> right? <sighs>
1: You could just pick any random female in your immediate orbit and say, this is my carer today. She'll care, so I don't have to. And they will pretty much just take up that responsibility and run with it.
0: They will. It's It's terrible. It's fucking weird. But I find it... Uh, You know, as I'm getting closer to being able to stop working Uh and work has been rough and life has been rough the last couple of years, I don't care as much. And a lot of the younger people that have joined our team area, unit, whatever has gotten bigger Mm -hmm. over the last few years. Yeah, And then they combined a couple of them and made us all one group.
1: You've got a lot of new people with fresh drive
0: they i do and they're not tired out yet Mm -mm. the one with four kids is she's tired (laughs) out but she's still younger and has more drive and so your drive
1: is all gone you are on cruise control until retirement
0: (laughs) yeah it might be a few years but that's okay i can you can coast it's all down here from here it is yeah. And I know that, like, one of the things I remember learning in one of those ridiculous classes that our agent type of agency sends you to uh-huh. is, like, how to, one of the classes was about how to manage your time better. Okay. You know? And one of the things was not to, you know, go through all your email right away as soon as an email comes in and that kind of stuff. And another one was not to keep everything. Mm-hmm. Just ask somebody for it. Mm-hmm. And I latched onto that one right away. Mm-hmm. Because everybody I, that works around me has all those things. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is ask one of them and they will give it to me. Right. So I don't need the resources or the papers or the whatevers. Right. Or the remembering or the caring. None of it, really. I just ask somebody. Would you have gotten away with that a decade ago? No, I would not have gotten away with that before my transition. Motherfucker. Yes, I deserve being called. <laughs> but no, I would not have. And now I can... It's like running with scissors. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. It totally is. It's wrong. But yet I can do that. Yeah. And it. It would take too much energy for me to try harder. It would. You're already
1: using it on so many other personal circumstances.
0: Other things. Yeah. I read something today, oh, when I was giving blood, the TV in the room where you wait, you eat snacks before you leave, Mm -hmm. has, you know, inspirational stuff on it. (laughs) And so... Of course it does. um, And and, and then just information like, how many people are eligible to give blood at Uh a given moment? And what percent is that? And blah, blah, blah. But one of the things was this quote of when you find something that that means something to you, you don't need a push because it'll pull you. Oh, nice. And I thought that's true. And I do get really excited once in a while when I find something like that. Uh-huh. Darned if I can remember what any of them are right now. <laughs> but when I do, because I used to feel like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I remember and that, that also has to do with depression.
1: It does. You know? And I think partly seasonal and partly circumstantial, your depression has taken a lot of a beating the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, it's not bad right now, which I'm grateful for. Yes. but then again, as we've discussed many times, my scale doesn't go very high.
1: No, and like, like your phone call earlier, right you know, you're not bad, but you're never really getting to good lately. Yes. So you're, you're at a local maximum, as we would say in yes. math. <laughs> yes, that's it.
0: that's it.
1: I didn't have any expectations about your transition except that you would get more people to
0: see you as a man. How interesting that you didn't have any expectations other than that. That's I, you very, know, that's very cool.
1: It, it's kind of weird. And part of it, I don't know how much of it is the autism or the growing up in as challenging of a situation as I had, where I feel out what all the options could be, but I know not to expect any of them. Like I know not to hope
0: for or worry too much about. And yet your scale goes higher than mine. My scale does go higher than yours. And you still have no hope. This is very perplexing.
1: (laughs) (sighs) I think resiliency because I am so fucking resilient. You are. That like, I don't need the hope because I know I can find some happy in almost every situation. And I think in hindsight, I can realize that I did have some situational depression last year where I really couldn't find happy in any situation when you and I were not living in the same house half the time. Right, But even then, like, I think I knew that I would get through it. I didn't need to hope I knew that there would be something on the other side.
0: That's good because you don't have hope. You just explained that to me. (laughs) As a person who's had depression pretty much all their life, Mm -hmm. I am aware that there is happiness present, happening, and that I can't access it. That sucks ass. It does, but I'm really used to it.
1: Situationally, not like every time, all the time. Right. Okay. Okay. I understand now. Mm-hmm. If that was your every time, all the time, I would say, are you sure you're on the right meds? And what can we do to help your situation? And...
0: No, it's a world of difference with my it meds. It really is. Because without my meds, I don't even get my head above zero. Uh-huh. It's a very deep, dark pit. Yes. So, I'm glad. As our child would say, almost to China. <laughs> so. ah. Oh. Kids listen to me better. (gasps) They do. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Because I got the dad voice. You didn't have a mom voice. No, but now I have the official dad voice. Comes with the beard. It does. Yeah.
1: but like you didn't have an authoritative voice prior. Like I have my mom voice and my teacher voice and they're pretty close to the same, but... I can
0: see the difference.
1: I would like to hope that one is slightly more affectionate than the other. That's probably true. But it's also probably more stern at the same time. So I don't know if that balances out or not.
0: Well, you could ask our child now and she would tell you no. And then you could ask her again in five years. So we'll see. (laughs) No, <laughs> you're shaking your head and rolling your eyes. No, I'm she's sorry, I she's reminded not. you of the teenager. 12
1: teen. 12 teen. My God, at least one of our kids is starting their adolescence. She'll get it done with.
0: We'll, we'll be glad for her to get it done with him.
1: By um, the time she's done, he'll be starting.
0: He might be. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind if he waited till he was 17.
1: I would not mind that at all. And yeah. that's what the doctors said when they were checking his hormones and stuff, that he's not even close to it. But I'm
0: really okay with that.
1: Yeah. He does not need that on top of his other challenges. And I mean, I know he feels... We
0: don't need that.
1: He feels unhappy about it. He wishes he had some of those changes that some of his classmates are starting to experience, but... I don't care. No.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I don't care. Okay. Are we done yakking? I think that's it. Okay, that's it then.
1: We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time, we are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening.
0: I am aware that there's happiness. That, that sounded weird. Like, m- maybe I didn't pronounce myself. My word's right.
1: It's, I, I understood okay, you, but so you can say let it me again. Just say it again. That sucks
0: ass. It does, but I'm really used to it.
1: Would you like some boobs?
0: Possibly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there looks like happiness. Are you pretending at happiness?
0: No, it's not pretending. It just doesn't go where it is. Oh, yeah. Huh.